So Hawk is mate, no good. Yeah, I had a feeling this was um, coming. Obviously, he had a pretty good start to the year, but um, yeah, I reckon this will this will be the trend from now on. To be honest, um, but yeah, no, nah, it's all right. Is what it is. How was your weekend? It's actually great, to be honest. I had, uh, apart from the Bulldogs, fucking <laughs> not kicking a goal. Uh, very frustrating, but yeah, I had a, had a very good weekend. So very lots of fun was had on Saturday night and. Got to play footy yesterday, which is very good. Did you get the win? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, we won pretty easily. How did um, um, how do you and the two brothers go? Uh we kicked six between us. One of them, one of my brothers, kicked five. So, <laughs> but between us, we kicked six. Who was it? Um, was it junior? No, nah, it yeah, it's actually yeah, it's junior. Yeah, it was um, it was actually fun as like we um linked up a couple of times, some handballs and stuff. So, yeah, it was good. Hopefully, like play more mate. games together this year. Yeah, mate. Nah, yeah, like the um the Danaher brothers from back in when all four <laughs> of them played one game for the Bombers. Inspirational. Yeah, it was, it, it was that's stuff. stuff of dreams, really. And um, yeah, I thought I thought you would have got a better reaction on Twitter, but yeah. Um. Awesome. Oh no! How was... I wasn't wasn't expecting a reaction. <laughs> Just uh. Yeah, sharing sharing the love with everyone. What are you gonna say? Sorry. How was um How was this weekend of footy? What do you think? Um, before yeah, without the fantasy hat, it was actually pretty enjoyable. Essendon um Adelaide today was a really good game to watch. It was probably the only game that I actually did watch apart from the Bulldogs game. To be fair, um, yeah. oh, John Brisbane was pretty good as well. So I think the uh the team. Like, it's starting to take a bit more shape now. The teams that are good starting to play a bit better. And, um, yeah, what about yourself? Yeah, no, not too bad. I thought I thought it was pretty good. Some close games. I think, um, like, the standard of footy is pretty good. And, yeah, as you said, things are shaking out and, and it's starting to seem a bit more like normal footy. Yeah, bloody oath. Bloody oath. How are you tracking on uh, fantasy-wise? Shocking week, mate. Um... <laughs> fielded, fielded Reef McInnes over um, JHF, which hurts, and then um, had the, oh, no. obviously had to loophole with Durden to get Gorn's score, which was good, but had the emergency on Ralphie for a 66 with Rochelle sitting next to him with 101. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so that hurts as well. What about you, mate? Rookie roulette sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, another rough week, to be honest. Going to fall just short of 2K. Um, today was just a shocker. Rao was shit. Cordwell was shit. Marshall was shit. Um, I get Rochelle and Steele were good, but yeah, just a, just a rough week. Cl- climbed in rank a bit though, but I'm coming from a long way back. So but yeah, it was, yeah, I think cash sort of really started to fix my cash gen on the bench. So yeah, I'm happy with that and I'll, uh, I'll come good. Just, just wait, just got to wait, play the long game. Like I think. Everyone, we can all overreact so much this time of the year. Like, yeah. say, uh, I think I finished for the round on nineteen ninety six. Like, someone who might be finished the round ranked like six thousand higher than me might um, score two thousand one hundred, and that, that like hundred point difference is pretty easy to make up in the second half of the year when you're uh, when like you've got your full primo team. So yeah, for yeah, sure. just gotta just gotta bite our time. 
Absolutely. I think, yeah, most important thing this time of year is making sure you've obviously got the 30 green dots, but cash gen as well and making sure that when you can uh, start doing those upgrades, you can get the big dogs and the guys that you want to keep there all year, not the, the mid-prices or the guys yeah. having down years. Yeah, preach it, mate. Preach it. The, uh, this, well, we should welcome everyone back to episode four of the Sunday BEP. Hope you're um, enjoying. I think most, generally, most of our listens happen on a Monday. So, happy Monday, everyone. If you're listening another day of the week, uh, happy happy day as well. But yeah, Monday, <laughs> Monday seems to be when people listen. So, maybe we should call it the Monday morning BEP. But it's when uh, <laughs> the listens go up. Yeah, tell us your stories. Tell us where where you listen it to in the comments. Like, do you, do you listen to us in the car on through a speaker at home? Are you doing something or just train like, train like, to work yeah, in the morning like, at the gym? Yeah, could be anything. Like we could could um tailor our content to however you, what you're doing when you're <laughs> listening to it. If you're doing yeah, if you listen to it at the gym, we can throw in some motivation <laughs> stuff in there as well. Love it. <laughs> up if people listen to it in the car play like ambulance sirens through the <laughs> speaker and then people are like shouldn't i was looking in the mirror see if there's an ambulance <laughs> around speaking of emergency services at the g last night there was a huge punch on was there like i think four guys got kicked out um and then it all like settled down so i was walking up the aisle to go to the bar and then every well like it was like three bays over from me and then all these people stood up again and this guy just took a massive swing at a copper Jeez. and like um connected with him and then four there were like four other cops around all jumped on top of him and then there were some idiots from like level two and level three throwing beer That's the rails. Yeah. That's so, bad. so when this was all happening when rewalt kicked his top so like heart i reckon about a third of the ground in the crowd in that area were not watching the revolt top. It was all, yeah, all <laughs> hell was breaking loose. <laughs> that, yeah, that's insane. It was, yeah. What was, was that a good game? I didn't get to see any of it. It was just so frustrating. We, like, I can, the Bulldogs conversion was the biggest issue, but the, uh, like, was a big issue, but I think the bigger issue was the, like, where our inside 50s were. Like, no wonder you're going to kick seven goals in 19 when, three quarters of your shots are from the boundary line 40 meters out yeah. like got to get it in deeper and more in uh more of a central zone but yeah anyway onwards and upwards i reckon we should just get into the fantasy chat now some people might be uh stop listening soon it's <laughs> what they come for so let's get into it mate who's your round three what is it round three or round four, four? This round four. Yeah. who's your round four hero um it's got to go to will Brody. Yeah, I, I, for one, I wrote him off mm. um, start of the year. You know, he couldn't get a game at Gold Coast, not a good runner, all this sort of stuff. Um, found every reason not to pick him. Ended up picking him. Um, and I'm, I'm thanking myself for it. Obviously, with the 127, um, I think he's averaging above 90 now. And for someone I paid um, about 450k for, I'm, I'm very happy with him. Yeah, he's absolutely crushing it. I uh, If you scroll through my tweets... Uh, enough, you'll find one that I did of Brody in the preseason, which was, uh, yeah, hasn't aged well. Hasn't, <laughs> I think uh, I've got a bad I'll, one too. I'll leave it at that. Um, but uh, yeah, I actually I didn't get Brody. 
Um, I didn't start him, and then I was looking at trading him in, but it was when COVID was going crazy with West Coast, and I was just like, it, like any bet, it'll rip through Frio, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So I think I've probably missed the boat on him now, like uh, like yeah, trading sure. him in. At the end of the day, he's not going to be a keeper. So for me, trading him in, he's probably only got like 100 to 150K to make for me, and he's probably going to average like long-term, might average like 80 for me with like Sarong back. That yeah, I think they were confident Sarong's back this week, and like Brody's disposal efficiency was still like sixty two percent, which is just dog shit. Um, yeah. Like I, when half your disposals are handballs, which it's pretty hard to not have an effective handball. Like <laughs> yeah, you have to be hand, something wrong. Like you got to handball it to someone. So yeah, so it must or just be butchering. Or he's just yeah, must just say. not be hitting any targets at whatsoever. Yeah. So, like, that stuff, to me, says it's probably something that the, like, Freo coaches are concerned about. But, yeah, if you've got him, like, bloody, well, on, hats bro. off to you. Yeah. Hats off what to you. What about you, mate? Who was who your hero for the week? Oh, so, I'll get into the heroes for a sec, but I've been waiting to speak about my villain for the <laughs> week. On. So, um, well, I've got two of them. One of them, a little bit harsh on. Um, and I'll quickly explain the story behind. The second one, he deserves no sympathy from anyone. He's a coward. Um, the, so the first one, I traded... So I was sitting there on Saturday afternoon after my game, and I only had like 30 minutes to this before the Collingwood West Coast game started. And my initial trades were... It was like Baldwin to McInnes and um, Hayes to Pruce. Yeah. And then I was like... Juan Francis was going massive. He was on like 78, five minutes into the third quarter. So I was, and he was my emergency. And I was like, how, is there any way I can get him on ground? And then I had Pedler in the utility, uh, who I moved into the forward line for Baldwin to put McInnes into utility. And I was like, I could put Pedler on field and get Juan Francis' score. It'll just mean that I have to get Stein or O'Driscoll. Yeah. Um, and then put them on the ground. So because it would have been Dixon on field instead. And then, so yeah, it's, if you're struggling to follow on, it's understandable. But anyway, so I traded in Steiny instead of O'Driscoll because I was like, Steiny has good job security. And I think he still does. Like, apparently, I didn't see any of the game because I was at the Dogs. Apparently, he played well, though. Um, and I looked, he had like a bunch of spoils and stuff. So his job security should still be good. And I was like, he can just scrape his way to a 40 <laughs> every week, surely. Make make 150K. You think surely he outscores Dixon? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, O'Driscoll um, as well, like, hasn't looked amazing. And, like, Freo, I was like, re- I thought if he had a bad game, he'd be, like, straight out of the team. So I didn't want to trade in someone whose job security wasn't good. And then, yeah, O'Driscoll goes and tons up, and in the same game, Steiny limps to whatever it was, like, 25 or something. So, Steiny, pull your fucking finger <laughs> out, mate. Come on, Steiny. Just get some cheapies. But this the bake I've been waiting for, and I, he's probably deserved to get this the last three weeks in a row, but fucking Romo, <laughs> Rowan Marshall, gutless, insipid, disgraceful. <laughs> They're words that come to mind when describing your performance, mate. You've only lost me 50K since the start of the year, but you've averaged 74, and I there are so many other things I could have done with my team than have to put up with your shit. You're pandering when you go for marks, having a suck at umpires for not getting free kicks. Give me a spell, mate. Go get the footy yourself, lay some fucking tackles, and hold on to the ball when it gets kicked to you. Stop dropping marks. 
I want to trade him this week, but Ryder is almost definitely going to get suspended, so I'm, he might live another week. But this is a rocket. The last time I gave someone a rocket like this, Crispy responded with like a 140. So, Romo, next week, 150 or bust, you coward. Yeah, he's got to switch on. He wasn't playing against anyone of any sort of standard as well. Reeves, he no. is obviously he's a spaghetti bean pole, very tall, but that's literally it. So, not, not any excuse. <laughs> Spaghetti. <laughs> That's almost as good as when you said Gresham looks like um, Hitler. <laughs> he does. He, he killed us today just quietly. Gresh was unreal. He's actually a good pick uh, yeah. in hindsight. Yeah, he was the one that I wanted, but nah, I wanted to be different and I picked Mitch McGovern. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright. Um,. Anyway, at least yeah, I've got a villain. Your villain, mate. Who's your villain? So this bloke, you know, there was lots of chat. You know, he might be back to his one fifteen days, top scorer of the year. You know, inside role, finish the year so well. All of this fucking bullshit. But it's, it's Josh <laughs> Kelly. He's literally one of the superstars yeah. of the competition. I paid up for him over li- like hundreds of people I could have picked over him, and he was like. Out of all 30 players, he was the one I was least sure of picking because he didn't have the CBAs in the preseason and he still doesn't fucking have them. He's getting moved out of there for taggers, guys like Tom Green and just other spuds because Leon can't coach. He scored 81, averaging 92, and I paid 105 for him. He was a bloke that I was expecting to go at least 110. That's shit out. He's soft as and he can go and get fucked. Love it, mate. Anyone, we don't have the... Uh the video for this but Nudge's cheeks were literally shaking as he was talking <laughs> about there's some anger coming out of that oh, his head right now is yeah that's it's gutless it's not what you want from your primo mids but i overused the word but it sums it up no, he is but to lighten the mood my uh i had heroes this week the richmond bulldogs game again apart from the result was so fun to watch fantasy wise i'd shorty go 125 mccray 130 dunks 129 big chili 105 and rioli 102 um and that was the five i had in the game so that was they're my heroes just for helping me enjoy my saturday night so yeah it's, it's so much fun to watch the bulldogs when you own bulldogs players and you go for the bulldogs because you just like watch them run around just getting like little shitty possessions and I can't just help I can't help but laugh it's, it's, it's awesome and then yeah Rioli in short like Rioli is, oh, I love him I love him and defender forward as well he's just it's so handy he play one week he plays in my back line the next week he plays in my forward line the opposition doesn't know what's coming <laughs> you'd hate to I play you in a league every week yeah <laughs> Yeah, he wouldn't, wouldn't know how to structure up. All you know is Rioli's just going to have uh, 105, but you don't know where. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you notice anything this week, mate? Um, not, nothing in particular, just that Cog still only had five of um, GWS's CBAs. Not good. And obviously this That's week, scary. yeah, the scoring wasn't great. Um, so, yeah, one to watch for sure. Yeah, I actually didn't think any, there were any trends that were like super noticeable. I just noticed Chalor only had three CBAs all up, so I think he scored pretty poorly too, yeah. so a fair bit of an alarm bell for owners there, but it just seems like there's a bit of roulette going on with the Bulldogs' mids at the yeah. moment, like where Bevo's flinging the magnets around pretty quickly, so um, yeah. So I'm just having a 
you can carry the discussion yeah. on bold predictions for a minute now. I've just got to work out what I'm no stress, for dinner because no the restaurant I was ordering from is closed. Oh so no! Got to yeah, got to decide what I'm gonna get. All <laughs> yeah, right. I'll, uh, first, I'll talk in a minute. First of all, I just wanted to say uh, good job on getting some predictions in. I think we had about 35, and we're constantly climbing. So so well done. Well it. done on that. That's exactly what we want. We'll go for 50 next week, I reckon. Um. <clears throat> so for my good one, I had old mate Liam. He's actually had a few good ones from memory, but he had Max Gorn to get 143. Um, had 140, so not quite spot on, but um, very good call. And I know some people were talking shit about it. Oh, it's Port Adelaide, but 140 is not easy to score on, on uh, any team. So. Club, yeah. Clubhouse leader there. That is unreal. Yeah. It'll be that close. Best one for the year so far, I reckon. Yeah, very good. But it, hey, that's the bum bum poo Yeah, yeah. The, uh, I, I think it goes by Liam, but yeah. Friend of the show. Oh, I don't know. I reckon if I reckon bum, bum, his poo, parents poo, poo, call him bum bum poo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, bum bum. <laughs> BBPW. <laughs> All right. I'll um, get started with my bad prediction. So DJG, this is from the same game, actually. I didn't realize this, but he had Port to win by 40. Wines to have 30 and 3 goals. If you're going to make two predictions, don't make them both fucking terrible. You can't... You can't. <laughs> Mate, Ollie Wines went to hospital. Yeah, but he just still didn't have 30 and 3 goals. Ruthless. <laughs> 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 if it was just the Wines 30 and 3 goals, I'd be like, yep, you know what, he's in hospital. I'll yeah, probably cut that. Enough. But Port 40 plus, it's almost flipped on its head, so that's shit else. <laughs> There you go, Nugs is savage. And what about your one, mate? That was pretty Yeah, ugly, no, it? suitcase shat the bed there. I, I don't know what they had in the end. Lions was all right, got 90-odd, but I was probably about 100 off, so not good. <laughs> yeah, someone give Nugs yeah, a bake. Yeah, I, I definitely deserve it. And uh, speaking of bakes, I deserve a bake. I went with a very mildly bold prediction to say Brayshaw and Neil would go under 80 with the threat of tags. I think Neil got 98, Brayshaw turned yeah. up. So, yeah, I just got to, I'll put my hand not up good. there. i got to be better. Got to be better. Yeah, not good at all. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so I'm just going to shred through a few quickly. And as Nug said, absolutely love the amount of predictions we're getting. But for that reason, I haven't got enough time to bake every shit <laughs> one. So count yourself lucky if you get baked. And um, yeah, there's probably been, was a few good ones as well that uh, I'm lucky not to get mentioned. But um, keep them coming. We, are, we definitely read them all. And it's, it makes the weekend like even funner because you like might someone might make a really outrageous prediction and then you're watching the game and you're like oh i get fucked it's yeah. happening um yeah so the two really good ones i thought this week was bum bum poo <laughs> so as nug said and then um oh i lost the hand the twitter hand, i didn't write the twitter handle on my notes so apologies for not the shout out but Whoever said that Justin McInerney was going to go 110 yeah, in his return game went 107, I think. Pretty not as good as the Gorn Cole because Gorn's was like 140 is a lot harder to get to than 110. But um, still very good for a guy that was pretty flat in round one, yeah. coming back from a pretty serious injury. Um, yeah, pretty pretty awesome call I yeah. reckon. So yeah, now just going to tear through a few real quick. So um, Milne, your prediction was late. So late that Brayshaw had already played, and Cripps definitely doesn't average more than Brayshaw now. So shit house, mate. Damien twenty three. First of all, we want we want AFL fantasy predictions, not game to game predictions. Port also got belted, so shit house, mate. All the Bruce haters suck like a fat one. Um, 
Knight Riders, yep, Cordwell did not have a breakout game. He didn't get half of what you thought he was going to, so shocking. Urban, Panim Carden didn't get half a 70. Don't go making predictions about rookies that can't score 40. <laughs> and last but not least, Miller Time. Yeah, I thought Said about giving no him a No rookies were going to go over 60. First of all, that isn't that uncommon that some, some like, that's not that bold. Rookies like, average 60, like, it's fairly... Yeah, rookies average 60. So, I mean, there's always a few outliers, but it's not that bold. But, mate... I reckon nearly every relevant rook in the game went over 80 this week. <laughs> Get it together. If you're going to make a, a call, make it bold and make it right. Shocking. Miller Time. Bold prediction sponsored by Miller Time. <laughs> Ripping into Miller Time, but yeah. You'll, you'll be back, mate. You'll be back. Keep your head, keep your head up. You keep in. your head up. Yeah. All right. Are we on to the, just the general trade yeah, discussion? Yeah, trade chat. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Love it, love it, love it. Uh, I can we just start with Kripa yep. and what, what the thoughts are there. So, obviously, it depends on the injury. If he was out for a week, what are you doing? Are you holding or are you no, trading? trading? Trading regardless. There's no, yeah. like, obviously, he's been good um, up until now, but there's no guarantee that coming back, even from a minor injury, isn't isn't um, like the loss in Mojo that he needed to just be back to, like, 95 sort of stuff. Because I think especially yeah, for it, him, he's been looking very explosive. And if any of that is sort of hampered by this injury, um, then he's not going to come back and be the top eight mid he was looking like. Yeah, I think like if he's out for one week and you've got an absolute fire somewhere else on your field, like you can put that out and leave him on the bench. But like hammies aren't the sort of thing that once you get better from, they don't come back. Yeah. It's not like a broken wrist once it heals it's probably not going to break again a hammy can go again yeah so like hopefully it doesn't but um definitely something to like look out for so yeah i think if it's a week i i would trade as well if it's any more than a week absolute like must trade yeah. um if he's not obviously if he's playing next week then you don't need to trade yeah but, who um, are you uh yeah so who... yeah i was gonna say yeah, I, I don't have Jack Steele, so I'd, I'd like to get him if I can. I think it, it'll probably be about 150k difference, so significant upgrade. Um, if I can't get a big dog like that, I might try and drop him to an underpriced primo and see if I can get a rookie off the ground elsewhere. But I have to look at yeah, prices. I like it. Um, I think yeah. Steele looked like the Steele of old today. It was the first time this year he's been like aggressively running, calling for marks and stuff. So. Gave him, um, I gave him a little cuddle on the potty last week with my hero segment, even though he was like going 20 points under his price point. Um, gave him a little cuddle at training. We just talked about a few things, and I think he's, he's back on the right track now. So, yeah, he uh, he, I, he's definitely one you could look at bringing in. I think um, I think people are going to just sleep, sleep on the Adelaide boys, Keys and Laird. Both yeah. of them are just going to get so much shit possessions. Um that it's not funny. So and like they play Richmond next week, so it's always fun to trade in someone who's going to go massive. Yeah. And um, Richmond, if the amount of points they've been giving up to midfielders is anything to go by, then the uh, Crows boys will have an absolute field day. And like both of them, like Keys is just like he will get you one thirty like every second yeah. week. He's like phenomenal. Like don't just, a gun just because fantasy he's not. Player. I mean, yeah, he's not a great player, but he's a gun fantasy player. Yeah, for sure. Um, like he's a good player, but not like a he's star of the comp. Uh, Millsy, I think people will, are sleeping on a little bit too. 
just got a proven fantasy game and he's um like every metric is solid enough for him he's just probably still finding his feet a bit after missing like the whole preseason yeah he would be like he's a little bit more than Kripas so he'd probably need like 40k uh and Simkin is the other one that I think should be on the radar for people I think he um He's he's definitely prone to like a fifty or a sixty, which sucks. But apart from that, he's pretty proven. I reckon that he has like a good ceiling and stuff. And he's che- he's actually cheaper than Crips, so you'd be able to get him with like a cheeky little downgrade. So yeah, that's definitely one I consider. Yeah. Just depends what you can get to on the other end. I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what uh, yeah. Who I think. What do you have with their trade out too? So Cripps was obviously one. Um, another one I yeah. had was Josh Ward. Obviously a shit score, but just from a footy sense, he um, he looked pretty sore and pretty proppy, and he just looked like he was um, wasn't really up to the level physically. His skills are fine, and he did some good things, but um, as soon as one of the bigger boys gets near him, he sort of shits himself and goes into a shell. Something. He, He'll um, get better with over time, but he he could be slowing down. I think. Yeah, so it's it's hard like not knowing the actual break evens, but I'd say his break evens probably going to be like around forty ish, uh, maybe like fifty ish. So he's he'll have made like about a hundred k. I think, like, if he yeah if he keeps his spot, I probably would hold yeah. him. But if your like rookies are all going really good, your cash gens like in a good spot then he is someone I reckon you could jump off. But I, I I wouldn't be advising to jump off yet. But yeah, I see what you mean with him being one to consider yeah. to trade out. We get, there's a few good rooks at the moment, I think, now, like that have just started, yeah. um, like Drizzy and Windigar. What do you reckon? If you're trading in a rookie this week, who would you trade in? Oh, Driscoll, if you don't have him, 100%. Um, just because like, his break-even will probably be like minus 20 or something ridiculous. And he's still cheap enough where you can still see him making 150, 200k. Um, and then probably the um, the Saints rook. What's his name? Windhager or something? Yeah, Windhager. Yeah. He's um, yeah, he looked good today. I was at the footy. He looked really good. Had a pretty good role as well. Um, yeah, he's probably yeah. Too. I'll be honest. I reckon I it's probably like a and a very early bold call for the week. But I reckon Windhager as a like, longer-term option probably projects a little bit better than Trizzy. Um, I didn't watch the Freo game, so I don't actually, like, know anything about O'Driscoll's role. Like, I actually don't even know what line he was playing in. <laughs> I think he was on um, the wing. Okay, so, yeah, it's, like, that's a decent role. Um, and his, like, short-term job security is really good. But, like, Windigard looked awesome and, like, composed. And I think he's can definitely put up, like, 60 to 65 consistently. And I think... O'Driscoll probably will be the same and you're going to have to pay like about 50k more for O'Driscoll this week so O'Driscoll probably gives you like the sugar hit of like one to two weeks but that's not what we need with cash gem it's like about the long term and I don't know Windigas job security might get dicey but like Billings did his calf again or something so he's out for a while um another like month but and then but Zach Jones is back training at the club so uh he yeah Windigas like could get dicey but apart from that I don't think the Saints have anyone who's going to kick him out of this team um, coming back Hunter Clark's getting close as well but I don't think that yeah. is like same position so 
Yeah, I like. I actually am a big fan of. Only Wimler. thing that has a Driscoll over him for me is just the defender status, like being able to to play yeah, him true. over like a Paddy McCartan or a Gibkiss or one of those Spud Rooks. Potato cakes, Paddy. Yeah, it, it's you feel much more comfortable with him on your ground, and there's a bunch of good yeah. forward mid rookies at the moment. So. Yeah. You know what I have in massive capital letters in my notes, so I don't forget <laughs> to on. say it. Do not trade in to Goey. Because Elliot got injured, and we saw it happen last yep. year when Elliot wasn't playing. So I don't know how long Elliot will be out for, but they said it was like a shoulder setback. So to yeah. um, like so much of a risk now that he's going to get parked forward for longer because Elliot won't be down there. Probably so, helps yeah. um, Reef McInnes job security as well because obviously McCreary has yeah, to come back and that he can sort of play the Elliot or the forward role that he's had yeah um, definitely helps me yeah for sure um, one last guy I had on trade outs this is like absolute luxury um, I suppose not luxury like honestly he can go um, it's, it's cogs so obviously the role is not there he looks like he's in good nick and he's playing well but um, without a midfield role, it, he's going to struggle to be a top six forward, and that's sort of what you want um, in a guy like him. So, like something I w- I would consider is like Crips down to a Simkin, and then if you can get Cogs to someone pretty good, it's something um, worth considering. But yeah, have to see prices and everything. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think definitely like role is king and if they don't have the role we want them to have then you could def- you can jump off with confidence good POD regardless getting off of who the player well. is yeah he's owned by yep. 38% so if he continues to go shit and you get off him that's a big leg up on the rest of the comp yeah and I think a lot of other people are going to have issues this week like doing other things so Cogs could be one yeah to sneak off and go for the the um only guys i'd mentioned to look at trading out that you didn't say so marshall now that Ryder's is going to get suspended i think you probably i would probably hold just because he, as a solo ruck he's going to be pretty good so. unless they bring in hayes and he does that same nonsense they did in round two so i don't even know actually <laughs> you could probably trade him out and then um Raul and codwell are fairly owned as yeah, well i think and i think both of them, like, they're just, they're just going to middle along and probably average, like, 75 to 80 for the next month. So if you can get them up to someone who's going to average a lot more, then uh, go for yep. it. But, again, they yeah, they're not, like, priority trades. Like, if you've got other issues, they're probably more important, but they're things that you can look at doing. Um, the only guy... Two guys I wanted to mention to look at trading in. So defenders have all been inconsistent as, except for Wither. Yep. I think his lowest score has been like 90... Oh, let me check. Uh, so he had a 91, 92, and then a ton. So he's just, yeah, just going well consistently. I think he will do that as well. Um, so he's one I think you can look at bringing in if you're looking to get a primo defender in, just because I think he's... Like a lot of them at the moment are just so volatile yeah. that he's one who now that Dawson's pr- will be priced pretty similarly to him... I think they're going to give you, like, pretty similar output. So, I think, yeah, you can have a bit of confidence with with Um And the other guy I want to mention quickly is, in the ruck, is uh, Darcy. So, I don't know if you'd trade him in yet, but he is um, on the way down. So, he will be down to around 700k. Uh, obviously, you'll be able to check 
when you're listening to this what he exactly yeah. is. But he had 84% tog and was a solo ruck. Um, and his next three is like Draper and Phillips, Pitnett and Reese Stanley. So it's pretty like tantalizing matchups coming up for him. And the role is there. So like this weekend is probably still like getting his feet under him a bit because he's just like missed so much footy over the last few months, like in and out constantly with injuries. Obviously he is a massive injury risk, but he showed last year what he can do in the solo ruck role and I have like no doubts that it'll be pretty soon he'll be averaging like over a hundred again as a solo ruck. So if you're if you got Grundy and gone, like you don't even need to think about it. But if you're like me and you got Marshall and you got like a headache there, then I think Darcy is I'd have more confidence in Darcy than Marshall yeah. for the next little while. But yeah, that is all the trade chat I've got for now. Yeah. So I'll post on Twitter again, keep an eye out. But uh you got any more anything else you want to no, mention? No, man, I think we we covered pretty much everything. I think obviously the main topic of the week will be what to do with the Crips. Um, so I guess quickly touch on that again. I think you're either going to steal one of the top dogs or or you get um, someone who you think can sort of um, be that 100, 105 guy that you bought Crips in but for cheaper and upgrade elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're pretty much bang on there. Um, yeah, so any questions, get them into us. But hope you enjoyed the fourth edition of the Sunday Uh, and yeah we'll catch you later